Welcome to episode number five of the Dan Time Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Dan McArdle. I appreciate you listening wherever you are. If you enjoy the show and you like the guest so far, tell a friend or a coworker about it. Talk about it. Share a post on social media. I'm trying to do something a little different here. And for my devoted listeners, I feel like it's working. I appreciate your feedback and interaction with the show. We're continuing on our journey through the Daniverse. Where this thing ends is anybody's guess. Last week, we heard from Pensacola visionary, businessman, and, if you will, entrepreneur Danny Zimmern, or Danny Z, a far-reaching conversation with a very influential figure. I enjoyed it. I hope you did as much as I did. Today, we arrive at Dan Dietzen. Now, Dan is an old contact of mine from my previous life in condominium association management on the northern Gulf Coast of Florida. Dan was and still is a trusted vendor from Enco Electronics, which specializes in, among many other things, the patented Halo building-wide water detection system. Dan and I had a great time catching up, talking about Enco, fatherhood, and of course, the silly season stuff only found on this podcast. One thing I think you'll enjoy about this conversation is we get back to the topic of service. Dan is a really interesting guy, really thoughtful guy. He holds a law license in the state of Florida, has a very diverse background, interesting story about growing up, but I think you'll really appreciate his wisdom and experience. And remember, if you run a business or you've got a product or service or an idea that you think the world needs to hear about, and particularly if your name is Dan, reach out to me. Come on the show, and uh, I'd love to talk about it with you and help you get the word out. All right, let's go now to my conversation with Dan Dietzen. Hey, Dan, how's it going today? Man, it's good to catch up with you again. Yeah, good to catch up with you. You know, it's been kind of a strange day is a Sunday when we're recording this and you know I plan to have just our call today and nothing else so just kind of a lazy Sunday but a little bit kind of out of the ordinary I work in uh, an engineering firm that provides internet and water leak detection systems to condos and overnight one of our properties that's real near my house lost power so trying to save one of our on-call technicians a trip I decided to go over there and check it out myself you know, standard, the property didn't have power. I got with maintenance. We need the key into a room on the first floor. First thing in the morning, we opened the door and someone had taken up residence in this main kind of electrical meter and meter room. You know, I'm still waking up, getting used to it. And I am like 20 feet into this person's new home amidst like amongst electrical meters before realizing there's like a half naked guy sleeping next to the breaker <laughs> that I needed to go in. So, you know, that woke me up. Like you, you don't expect to find, uh, you know, someone living in a mechanical area first thing in the morning. So, wow. Yeah, definitely unplanned. And then I got home to tell my uh, wife about that story. Like you're never going to believe this. So as I'm walking in, my girls ambush me. And our neighbor had just taken in some baby deers. So immediately from that, my girls want to go and check out these baby deers. And they're in that phase where they're one, three, and six. 
where they're big in the Disney movies and Disney princess things. And they think that if they randomly break out into songs that, you know, all these animals are going to come up to them. And sure enough, like that's what they want to do. So we go from being shocked to meeting someone in an electrical room to meeting these tiny baby deers with my girls singing and hoping they'll come to them. So definitely unplanned Sunday so far, but. <laughs> you were just planning for uh, a little bit of Dan time on the podcast, hopefully a lazy Sunday. And wow, I have not heard a story quite like that. Uh, we've all heard of squatters, you know, and even in my experience managing condominium associations, I know I never encountered a squatter at one of my properties, never really thought that that would be a viable option. But, you know, yeah. if, if you leave an electrical room unlocked, I guess anything's possible. You know, people are resourceful. They'll crawl into any little cubby hole. <laughs> well, it's so funny. You know, technology's changed. So no one ever comes out to read these like electrical meters anymore. You know, they report wirelessly to the utility rooms. So these rooms just go vacant for months. And oh, yeah. it was set up. There was a fan. There was unfortunately a place to use the restroom. There was everything. So definitely surprising for sure. But you never know what you'll find first thing in the morning <laughs> at a property. That is something else. Well, guys, I'm just really excited to have Dan on the show today. We had a good connection. It's been three, maybe four years ago when I managed condominiums on the Gulf Coast in uh, specifically Perdido Key. One of the properties that I managed had a contract with Dan's company, Enco Electronics. And it was such a robust product that you just kind of wondered why everyone else didn't split away from, you know, Mediacom or Cox Cable for their internet services. And then it was, it was not just that, I'll kind of let Dan get into this, but you guys invented a new technology. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. Thanks. So, you know, we do provide internet and TV services to condos, but kind of our main focus and the main thing that gets us up in the morning is our uh, water leak detection system that's aimed solely at you know, high-rise MDU condominium type of segment. You know, it's funny how we got into that. We, our founders were condo owners and both the founders of the company um, had water leaks and caused a lot of damage. And they weren't just you know, two condos on the first floor. Uh, one condo was on the fifth floor. There was a guest lockout unit, ice maker, flooded this unit plus everyone below them. And then I was staying at one of our other founders condos in the middle of the night. And there's like 10 other people in this condo. A guest bathroom toilet broke off, uh, the hose broke off and flooded the entire condo. And it didn't just like flood, it like filled the condo up with an inch of water um, and then went all the way down to the first floor. But there's 10 people in this condo, it's occupied. You'd think someone would have caught it, but it happened 3 a.m. And I remember, I'll never forget, I uh, heard a knock at the door, and it was maintenance. First thing in the morning, just waking up, opening the door, and the maintenance guy uh, said, you know, you have a water leak. And I looked at him, I go, uh, you must be mistaken. There's no water leak here. He goes, are you crazy? Turn around. So I turn around, and literally, it is an inch of flooded water. And somehow, my path from bed to the front door I managed to find little dry islands and walk across without noticing. That was kind of the first awakening for you know how much damage water leaks can cause. And 
you know, that condo that I was in that had the water leak, all the toilet hoses were the same age. They were all getting to that age where they're, you know, breaking and need to be replaced. So the condo replaced all of them, just took the initiative. Hey, there's $2 a line. Let's buy them in bulk. Let's go to every toilet, sink, everything, replace these hoses. And they did. Uh, but the water leaks kept coming. And as soon as they fixed those, you'd start seeing issues with air conditioning units, the drain lines clogging. So they'd blow out those lines, try to do their best, but water would start coming in from another place. Like the washer and dryer's drain would clog up because everyone uses fabric softener and fabric softener is known to clog drains. So that would leak and uh, the property would make changes, but water leaks kept coming. So, you know, that really got us thinking about water and how much damage it can do. And, you know, what can you do to protect against that? Because, you know, we tried the simple approaches, fix the problem, fix this specific thing. But we found that no matter how many things you did to fix it, the leaks kept coming. So, you know, we really wanted to install and offer leak detection systems to condos. We didn't want to build our own system, but what we quickly found is, you know, when we start talking about condos, it's very different than residential. Like if you were to go to Amazon right now and get a water leak detection system for your house and whatever that may be, sensors, is it watching water flowing into your home, you know, whatever method it uses to detect a leak, you know, you're intimately familiar with that system because you're making a decision for your home and you know what it's going to do, the ins and outs. But when it comes to the condo market, there's so much turnover, so many new owners coming and going. There's so many different stakeholders. You know, is it your family and friends coming to stay in the unit? Is it a housekeeper coming to clean a unit? Is your unit on a rental program? Is the unit being remodeled and your system gets disabled? That all these different people coming in and out of the condos really meant that a residential grade water leak detection system wouldn't work. You know, it might work day one, but you're not going to probably have that water leak day one. You could have it two years from now, three years from now. So our sole focus with that system was making a system that worked great day one and worked great uh, day a thousand. And that's where a lot of the technology and a lot of the things that we've invested in to, you know, make our system unique has been is like, how do you make a system that can be installed where the occupants of all these different condos can either be extremely well informed, know everything about it, or know nothing about it, and it still you know works to protect that building. So it's been a big engineering effort, and that's kind of the focus of that water leak system is for condos and all the different unique aspects and uh, needs that condominiums and high rises have. Yeah, just like you said, uh, the average person probably just travels down one lane in their thought process about how water leaks occur and especially if they they own an investment unit or a vacation unit and they think well we got something to worry about if a pipe burst but they don't remember that there's ice makers and like you said um, so many different sources so i took notice at this condominium in perdido key that i managed that the anxiety can be sky high on a number of issues when they're just not there very often to protect their investment. And that really, the Halo product really seemed to just lower their anxiety on a pretty major issue. Um, as you know, what I call stacked living, there's probably no bigger disaster threat than um, what water can do and the, and the havoc 
that it can wreak on not just that unit, but, you know, man, if it's on anywhere from the third floor up or, I mean, second floor down to the first, but anything higher, it's a bad day or a, or a bad month, and it's very costly. So, yeah, I was really impressed with, with that product. And, you know, for people who are listening that don't own a condo, don't have an investment property, and they're kind of curious about what you guys do just on the residential side, I guess tell me a little bit about Enco as far as your residential service. So Enco, my wife hates it, but we describe ourselves as a diversified engineering company. She's like, what does that mean? But anyways, we have a couple of different divisions. Um, what we were talking about was our condo division for TV, internet, and our water leak system. And then when it comes to residential, that's a full AV smart home integrator division. That was kind of one of our first parts. We're talking from home theaters to really integrated alarm systems. We kind of specialize in very connected smart homes. So now it's really easy to get a thermostat that you can control from an app. Uh, we were doing that 15 to 20 years ago um, when it took a really big programming effort because those technologies like Google Nest and things like that didn't exist. So our bread and butter for that industry or that division is really specialized custom smartphones that are looking for really unique capabilities. So one of the properties that we do work for, they wanted to tie in their generator system to where it was automatically testing, do some failover things when storms came, and also it runs their entire bug misting system and coordinates with their irrigation. So, you know, as their irrigation and landscapers make adjustments, they're not trying to run their bug spray or any of the other services around site at the same time. So it's, you know, very centralized, very kind of bespoke division for that type of smart home. But it's very interesting. I don't spend a lot of time on it, but it's neat when I do get to go check out those properties because they are, they almost feel like a, a Jetson type uh, house right. or something. I always grew up seeing cartoons of and actually get to see these kind of places for real. Now, when you're a kid, can you think back to your interest at that time? Uh, let's just say you're 15, 16, 17 years old, and how how you can tie back your early interest as as a young Dan <laughs> to to where you are today, what you were into back then? Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I always wanted to be a part of a small company or own a small company. I do have a small management stake in Inco, but I wanted the ability to kind of move to different things, and that's you know not just focus on kind of one interest, whether it's networking or I remember doing some computer programming back in the day. I also love just building and making things. And, you know, my role at Inco has been that. Uh, I've been on the front line of coming up with some of our you know, innovations for the Halo system, but also getting a chance to build out our customer support systems, being able to speak to uh, like you back in the day, property manager, go on sales calls, and also interact with users and customer support roles. So, you know, I could build something, I could sell it, and then I could go and talk to our customers to see how we're doing and how I can go back and tinker with that product or service, you know, get that full life cycle of the product and really make it better. You know, throughout teenage years and in the college, I was always good at finding places I could do that. And during college, I was an event planner and I specialized in large outdoor concerts. So, you know, we'd throw one concert, 
go through the planning, talk to everyone, figure out what didn't work, what would work better, and then go talk to attendees and figure out how they do a better job for next year or next concert. You know, is that kind of total involvement in all these projects um, I always found myself getting into. And that's something that, you know, my current career and current path is fit in for sure. You know, and I really see a, a constant here with you and also with ENCO is just this ongoing curiosity. I'm willing to bet that you're constantly innovating or looking for ways to innovate. Is that right? We are, but it's very important when we look at those ways to innovate, there's actually a need. You know, it's very easy to follow your ideas that come to you in the shower, uh, come up during a team meeting. We always try to make it very customer focused. And that's kind of why we found so much success. I mean, we're able to carve out a niche. When we talk about internet, there's these giant companies that I have nothing negative to say about Comcast, Mediacom, uh, Cox, but we found their offerings often missed the mark when it came to a condominium. You know, property managers, and you know, you're one of them, have this need to manage all these different owners that are coming to them all the time with all these different problems. And we found internet was a major part of it just because a lot of these really great and respected companies just weren't good at meeting the needs of a condo owner. You know, someone who might not be there all the time, someone that might have differing levels of familiarity with technology or someone who has guests and they're a hundred miles away, the owner, and, you know, they can't help the guest get online. They can't reset a router or figure out why their device is stuck in airplane mode. And, you know, that's something we focused on is just find that problem that someone's having and uh, figure out a solution. And ENCO has, at least in my time dealing with with you all, has always gotten pretty high praise from the customers that you serve. It didn't take me long to realize that your reputation was pretty strong. Even people that were hearing about you for the first time would say it was impossible for prospective clients not to say, well, maybe that's something we need to think about, even if it's not this year or next budget cycle, but maybe three years from now. Do you still find that, that when you go and speak to folks that you've won over at least maybe two out of five, if it's a board of directors, or you've definitely made an impression? Yeah, um, it makes sales a lot easier. We don't spend any money on advertisement. It's all word of mouth. HOA and the condominium market is such like a closed-knit community. You know, it's very hard to target individual board members or get to that decision maker. So you have to just be really attentive to your customer. I know, you know, one example of how that's worked out for us. I remember late in the day, we got a call. Someone was having some issues with some TVs, just trying to get a Blu-ray player set up. Not something we really got involved with. We're internet, but he's a customer at a condominium. Figured take an extra 10 minutes at the end of the day. And, you know, that made all the difference. That person walked out of his condo in Miramar Beach, went three doors down to another condo, told his property manager about him, and uh, we ended up with a six-year contract that's still going on not three weeks later, um, just from that one interaction. And, you know, it really takes willing to take on problems that may not be yours, might be something you don't really want to get involved with, but you just have to realize the person who's coming to you might not have another avenue. We had one call yesterday that a technician took 
had a Roku streaming stick. Got it on the internet, got it all hooked up, but he was having an error and it was uh, pertained to his HDMI cable. So HDMI cables, the current video cables that connect your Blu-ray players, Apple TVs, Fire Sticks, all the things to your current TV are very complicated. They have little computer chips in them and if everything doesn't go right, they just flat out won't work. And the technician had to troubleshoot with him for about 20 to 30 minutes. Even though this is something, you know, Roku or Sony should have handled, he just plain couldn't get through. So that's kind of what we've always taught our technicians to do. You know, our founder, Ronald Murphy, has this story, and it's something I tell new hires. He was at home on a Saturday, and an on-call technician passed him a message saying, hey, can you call uh, this babysitter at one of our clients' house in the residential division. So he called the babysitter, and the babysitter explained that she was watching some kids. She went to the restroom, and when she went to come out, the door handle fell off the door to the bathroom. And this babysitter is locked in the bathroom. The kids are on the other side of the bathroom, and our founder, you know, helped her out, convinced the kids to go find uh, some pliers and was able to talk the babysitter into getting the tool from under the door and getting the pliers on the door handle and opening up the door and get her out. And after that whole thing, he asked, you know, I'm glad you're out. Just out of curiosity, why did you call me? It's like, well, we couldn't get a hold of the parents. And then the babysitter asked, I asked the kids, what would you do? Or what would your dad do in this situation? And the kids said, well, my dad would call Mr. Ronald. Um, we didn't sell doorknobs. We didn't do anything like that. But just being that source that, look, if all else fails, you need to call these these guys and gals that, uh, you know, they're going to have an answer. It might not pertain to them, but they'll figure something out. And you know, that's just been something, a value I hire around. That's been something we praise when someone steps up and does something like that. So just definitely one of our most valued principles at Ingo. Well, you know, for a lot of businesses, regardless of the product or the service that you're offering, a lot of people truly are in the customer service business. And I guess that's the best way to win and keep customers. You know, present day, do you find that it's harder than it used to be to attract not just talented people, but people that do kind of have that service mindset and have the full package, or are you pleased with what's with what's out there? Yeah, I think it's very difficult to hire right now. I think you know, it doesn't matter where I go, restaurants, other condos, competitors, uh, just anyone I come across, it seems like we're all saying, where's all the talented people have gone? It, it's definitely true, and it's made me realize that when I look at resumes, I'm not really looking for people that can do or have experience with everything that a job entails. What we're really looking for is that story, customer service, or just anything that shows that they you know, are a little bit more people-centric. An obvious sign would be they worked for Chick-fil-A for three years, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're going to be great. <laughs> but <laughs> those things don't stand out immediately on resumes. But you know when you start interviewing them, you just – you start the typical, you know, what experiences are you have? What are your things you're great at? 
just start you know, asking when something went wrong, tell me about that. And really quickly, you'll know, uh, you know, if they're able to explain in detail how it went wrong, were they able to fix it? Or if they weren't the ones fixing it, what they were doing to like keep people calm or make up for the really bad situation. And it's kind of those stories I look for. And yes, they might not have all the things we want, but at least they have that guiding light in them that uh, we're looking for. And then everything else you can train. And ENCO is licensed in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. Is that correct? Yes. So low voltage license for Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. We do cover a little bit broader. My division covers from Louisiana to West Palm Beach, so New Orleans to West Palm. Um, so we do service outside this area for sure. And then our water leak system, we can sign up uh, dealers and you know they handle the work outside of our normal service territories. Well, and I'm sure you're always looking to attract new talent. If there's somebody listening to this episode and they live in one of those states, one of those areas, or they live across the country and they're, they're thinking, man, I'd, I'd kind of like to throw my name in the hat. I'm able and willing to move. How could they reach out to you guys? Best, just say Dan at Inco Electronics is my email address. Just mention you heard me on this podcast. and Is it promo code Dan? Yeah, <laughs> promo code Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, Dan, I've just really enjoyed, I've known a little bit about the technology that you use, but visiting the website again, I really encourage everybody to go out, IncoElectronics.com, especially on the Halo system. I mean, my gosh, one thing I don't think I mentioned was when a leak is detected and you own one of these units and you're five or six or more hours away, tell everybody how they're alerted. Yeah, so alerts go out to all the stakeholders, whether you're an owner or a property manager or maintenance staff. So when you're five or six hours away and a leak is detected, you know, Halo's shutting off the water to your unit, but it's also letting your management company know, hey, this is something to check out. So, you know, you don't have to worry about kind of being in the loop or, you know, we've had customers who are traveling to Europe and their maintenance staff has already gone in, checked everything out before they even had to worry about trying to make a phone call from a plane over the Atlantic. So peace of mind for sure. Oh, yeah. And you, you have to imagine people that are traveling overseas or they're, you know, on the West Coast or the East Coast and they're, and they're in the middle of a vacation and they hear about something like this from their condo manager and they don't have the halo system. I mean, just the stress that goes on in those situations that goes on all the time. So, wow, I, you know, I'm a fan. That's obvious. I think everybody should check out ENCO and the services they provide. Um, Dan, now. You mentioned your family. When you're not plugging away at this stuff, what do you like to do? You know, when you do have a uh, <laughs> a Sunday that didn't start like today, or you're doing something with your children, what do you like to do in your spare time? Uh, I was a huge skier. I love surfing, but now I have uh, four kids, so I oh, just wow. try to keep up with their hobbies and take time with them. My son, uh, who's 15 now, when he was eight, got into travel soccer. You know, at first it was. Uh, you know, travel, we go to Pensacola, Panama City, we live in Destin, not that big a deal. But what they don't tell you is they get older and they travel further and further away. <laughs> so that's been interesting, going to Savannah for a day and coming back. So we got that going. And then my girls, they love anything dance and Disney. So, you know, we're just at that stage of life where it's just neat seeing my kids enjoy their hobbies. And then I'll get back to the golf course and 
out in the waves and snow skiing again one day. But right now I'm just trying to focus on them because my son's 15. I have uh, my daughters who are two, four, and six. And it's just amazing how fast that all goes. So just trying to enjoy every ounce of that while I can. Oh, I'm in the same boat. And I was just running the, the, the basic math. So I moved to Pensacola 10 years ago, which would have been 2013. So when I first started my job in Perdido Key at the time, I guess your son would have been five, you know, and it's like, wow, a decade is just peeled off. And uh, now I have a five-year-old and I'm sure 10 years are going to go by pretty fast. But like you said, you, at least for me, it took a minute to realize, okay, man, you, you just really can't do whatever you like to be doing or would prefer to be doing with this afternoon. You, <laughs> you're going to be living through your children. And when you get acclimated to it, you can really enjoy it. I mean, you're spending time watching them having fun and the things that they like to do. I think it's just all in the approach, but. Well, I like being, you get to be a superhero for just like a one minute. My, uh, the second week back at school for the kids at this time of the year of having four kids and different school arrangements, uh, three different schools, you know, it's a little bit of a process in the morning to get them going. And my six-year-old goes to school in Fort Walton and she woke up early last Friday to go to school like way early and I didn't want her to wake up any of the other kids I'm like all right look you've been asking for it forever she's been asking for going to Waffle House for like three years <laughs> I was like we'll go to Waffle House this morning and you know just to see her light up and be so excited to finally go inside a Waffle House you know as an adult it's not one of those things that you know like oh this is the day Waffle House it's just, all right yeah we'll get breakfast and, you know, she is beaming, like skipping in the door. She wants to sit right at the counter and watch him make breakfast and uh, eat the waffle. And, you know, you just you just don't get to be that great with that little effort that often in life, you know, to get the sort of the standing ovation just for showing up for something uh, minor. And that's just been so cool about having kids. It is a powerful thing, and uh, those of you listening who have children, you definitely understand. If you don't have kids, and you might, or you have some on the way, you're, you're about to find out. You're a powerful figure in these little people's lives, whether you get frustrated with them sometimes, and you think, oh, he's going to be hating me the rest of the day, or he's crying, or whatever. That child is going to turn right back around and just about worship the ground you walk on, so with it comes a big responsibility. And Dan, I just I just get excited hearing this kind of stuff because it sounds like you're a really good dad and you're spending the time while you can, while they're little, because they won't be that age forever. Well, I usually run into kind of a lightning round of uh, bizarre random questions if you're ready. Let's do it. What is your favorite dipping sauce for anything? Now this could be fries, this could be pizza crust, What's your oh, favorite yeah. thing to just dip and just eat it? Chimichurri. Uh, so the Argentinian steak sauce, parsley, garlic, red chili flake, and typically red wine vinegar. Uh, just so good. I love it. Nice. When the tooth fairy makes a visit, are you uh, a big spender? Or are you leaving? Actually, I shouldn't blow your cover. The tooth fairy is real. Uh, but when she does come, is she... Uh, she leaving a, a Visa gift card or a five dollar bill. What's the <laughs> what's it like? The, in the, uh, the Dietzen House Tooth Fairy is, uh, <laughs> I imagine, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Like you realize 
minutes before their alarm or they're getting ready to wake up and the tooth fairy maybe hasn't done its job and it's what's ever left in the tooth fairy's bag and uh, how smoothly they can get the uh, tooth extracted and money put in. I think a week ago, the tooth fairy uh, grabbed $3 and put it under. So uh, really <laughs> worried about how much future dental bills and tooth fairy fees are going to cost in this house if that was the standard set last Thursday. <laughs> what are you more likely to do? Take a full basket of clean laundry and fold and put away and just attack a basket of laundry or attack a full sink of dishes? Uh, uh, dishes. <laughs> I'm not very organized, but definitely any mess that can attract like bugs or anything like that gets handled first. Clean laundry, you know, it has a little bit more of a, it has a longer expiration date, and especially with athletic fabrics that don't wrinkle, so dishes. What is uh, a favorite vacation spot when you guys pick up and go somewhere, um, maybe it's somewhere you go every year if you can, but what's the favorite place for the Dietzen family? I, I think my most favorite place I've ever been on a vacation to is Australia. My wife and I went on a honeymoon, and it's like the I've been fortunate enough to travel and be a lot of places. It's one of the few places that I'm like, I have to go back there <laughs> sometime. Just, you know, hanging out around Sydney Harbor or visiting some of the other parts. I just, whenever I need a minute and want to get away, that's where my mind wanders for sure. Wow. That, that's high on my list too. I've heard it takes what, like a day and a half or feels like to get there, but probably well worth it. Yeah. It, it's a commitment to get there, but yeah, it's an amazing country. Now, you mentioned music earlier. Do you have a favorite band or a favorite genre or something that's you know, just really doing it for you right now or, or has for a long time? So I like easy to listen to music. My family typically dictates what's on the radio just because we have four very opinionated kids. But the <laughs> one that like everyone gravitates towards and will like stop everything and listen to it, no matter what song it is, is uh, the artist Vance Joy. My kids, wife, everyone loves like every song he's ever done. So second one of his songs comes on, we get a rare moment of quiet for a household of six. So that's nice. I love it. One more, one more question that uh, dads and moms understand. Was there a period or my God, I hope it, it, it's not still going on, but was there a period where everybody just piled up in your bed and you had a bed full of kids and you, you could barely get into a, a comfortable position. Has that happened or did all your kids basically stay in their own beds? <laughs> oh no, they're all so different. My second child, Ray, she, if you were to compare kids to states, she would be Alaska. Amazing natural beauty, but for the people that live and work there, you just have an appreciation because you have to be tough as nails. And she was miserable the entire time. So she would be in our bed because she wouldn't sleep and she had ear infections, but the rest, they like, they like to wake up, do their own thing. One of them just likes to sleep forever. The other likes to wake up and immediately go explore. And she was the only one that would ever stay in our bed for any uh, length of time in the morning so on a lazy Saturday. Dan, I've got one more question. This is very important. What would you rather have to just take the top off and take a big gulp of? Would it be ranch or ketchup? You got to take a big swig. Uh, ketchup. I don't think I would feel as like <laughs> gross after the ketchup as the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I mean, we could keep going, but everybody, please check out EncoElectronics.com. I think really highly 
of this company and Dan in particular. I think I touched on service earlier, but that's something that I noticed when we were uh, involved a few years ago. So I wish you the best. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug? No, I wish you the best. It's good catching up with you again. It's uh, great to see you're doing well. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks you so much for having me, Dan. Thanks for being here, Dan. You guys have a great rest of the week. And remember, when you go to Walmart, when you have to go to Walmart, you enter on the left and you exit on the right. I'm probably saying that wrong. But they have a twisted system. But, man, try to follow it. You guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other, look out for each other, and we will see you next week on Dan Time. Hey, if you like that episode and you're really enjoying the show, please take a minute to leave a five-star rating for the Dan Time podcast. I'd really appreciate if you download and subscribe. And to keep up with Dan Time throughout the week, you can follow any one of our social media pages. There's at DanTimePod on Twitter slash X, DanTimePod on Instagram, and the DanTime Podcast also has a Facebook page. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week.